Good morning. Welcome into the Blitz. Live here on... That was the weirdest sounding live I've ever... Live here on Fan Run Radio. Live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. I'm Charlie Collier. To my left is Andy Brock. Back behind the board, Sam Beard. With you for the next two hours here on this Monday, January 16th, 2023. Haven't gotten used to that yet either. You're happy not used MLK to it yet? Day, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not used to it yet. But uh, but happy MLK Day, everyone. It is MLK Day today. So I'm sure a lot of you out there enjoying the nice three-day weekend as well. Yeah. Congratulations to everyone not working today. You earned it. You did. It was well earned. You earned it. And you deserve this day off. So congrats. Um, good day. I always like MLK Day for like sports, too. Is there usually a lot of a lot We of just sports? get like the daytime couple NBA games that are always really cool. Like they always do okay. stuff with the. Uh, I, I remember like the, there have been some specialty jerseys recently. Yeah, like they always, they always play a couple daytimes. So, like they have a one at <clears> one, <throat> but then like they always play a game in Atlanta, and that's Heat Hawks today. Yeah. Okay. At three thirty, you always get a Grizzlies home game. That's at six o'clock against the Suns. Like that's always fun. Last year on MLK Day too, you had uh, you had Notre Dame go on the road and play one of the H. It was Howard. They went on the road and played Howard last year for MLK Day. That's cool. See I if didn't we got know anything that. today. Are we getting anything in college basketball? I can think of one one good game. <laughs> I was wondering Later. if we're getting anything specific for MLK Day this year, because <laughs> I know Notre Dame said they wanted to do it again. Doesn't look like it. Okay, so we're not getting any any special college basketball today, but dang, still good Monday. Uh, we got a few few Monday night games, but I don't know if it's anything specific. I can't really P- think Purdue, of, Michigan State. Can't really think of anything good happening in the sports world today, like all that interesting. No, right? you're right. Um, I mean, I guess like if you're really, I don't know. Tonight might just be kind of a movie kind of night with yeah, like, how little nah, yeah. is going on. Just take it easy. I mean, if Take you're really easy. if you're really looking for something to watch tonight, like Syracuse is playing Miami. Yeah, I, I did see uh, uh, Mississippi Valley State in men's basketball. They are going to. Um, well, I lost it, but it is a an HBCU school. Um, they are going to F uh, F uh, Florida A and M F FAMU F A M U. You know, if if say that game ends and it's still eight thirty nine o'clock and. Like, your man, like, I just need a little bit more sports, but you don't know, like, if there's anything on, because, again, like, I'm sure there's not going to be anything on ESPN tonight. Yeah, no. You could always switch it over to Montana State and Idaho at uh That's at on the plus. Yeah. Over on the plus. Montana and Eastern Washington's good. Not really. Bakersfield and Fullerton. I mean, there's actually is, like, one pretty solid Big West game tonight, UCSB <laughs> and U- UC Irvine. That is a good. Not even trying to. Not one. even trying to like joke about not watching the Cowboys anymore because of you. Just like actually talking. You think that, you I'm, might actually watch I'm that? I'm one. actually. Gonna, I'm going to be locked the, in. The Gauchos versus the Anteaters. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to be pretty locked in. Uh, that yeah. That, I don't uh, blame the you. Big West title race <laughs> this year too. is going to be <laughs> thrilling. Stop laughing back there. You can't tell me the Big West title race is going to be anything other than. Oh, thrilling. I'm all on uh, Santa Barbara on, on the Gauchos. I think it's it's going to be the uh, 
You an Anteaters guy? I think UC Irvine is going to return back to their well, rightful place. Sounds like this is a house divided tonight. Sounds like it is. Who's your Big West team, Sam? Um, Can you think of another Big West? Yeah, <laughs> just no, name I, another Big West school. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't study the Big West in my <laughs> in my time. You get like I, I don't know if I could even name one. <laughs> it's I'm, another one of those UC schools. There's all the UC schools are in yeah, there. Yeah, just all the all the umbrella schools. Riverside is probably in there. Full is Fullerton in there? Yeah. All the Northridge, all of the. Or, we got Cal State Northridge, Cal State Fullerton, Cal Davis, Poly, WTC. Cal State Bakerfield, UC Davis, UC Riverside, Cal State Fullerton, Hawaii, Long Beach State. Uh, UCSB and UC Irvine. It's just like all the California teams are like, yeah, let's just make this our own super well conference. This might just be the California conference Plus Hawaii. Hawaii flies across the ocean. How did Hawaii end up in here? Where else were they Where gonna else go? are they going to go? Did did Cal State Fullerton not move from the WCC? I feel like I remember them they playing, were not, no. playing like also, Gonzaga every year. There has been a lot of conference no. realignment over the last... The mid-majors shift up every single year, it feels like. They do. Yeah. I it, it, it always is confusing. Aggressively. It's very confusing Aggressive. to keep up with. Sometimes. Like Loyola Chicago is now in the A-10. Um, uh, the, is it the OVC is just completely different now. Yeah, well, Belmont and Murray State. <laughs> yeah, the best teams in the OVC are now. And now I think Austin Peay's going to leave, too. Aus- no, Austin Peay's already in the A-Sun. <laughs> Are they not? No, oh, wait, no, yeah, they are. Yeah, I Austin. thought next year they left. No, but it is this year. They're already in the A-Sun. It's chaos. Uh, like, the A-Sun picked up, like, four teams. It's like it's literally like the transfer portal for mid-majors. You could just, well, like... Well, then, also, the Atlantic Sun and the WAC, or Southland, maybe? No, the WAC. No. What? Oh, the WAC? They're going to combine to make the non-football schools right now or like okay football schools they're going to combine to like make a to try to make a, a d1, a d1 conference. conference too i like that with like sam Houston yeah State and that's and the like thing like football and basketball are completely different too so it's like it's it's hard to really keep up hard to keep up small school realignment is interesting oh well i mean there's just there's been I, a lot going on very hard very confusing but I, I do enjoy it it all starts with a big 10 it's all their fault though <clears throat> is it yeah, it's a trickle down effect because then, then you know, eventually it got to the Big Twelve. Yeah, getting I'm, schools picked. It's it's actually the Big Ten and it, SEC's yeah, fault. it's, it's the Big East's like, fault. Then the SEC, you know, went and took Oklahoma and Texas, and so then the Big Twelve has to go take four schools. Well, this is so then the American has yeah. to go grab some schools. So then the Conference USA has to go grab some schools. Then the Conference USA looks vulnerable. So then the Sun Belt takes some more from them. Then the Conference USA has to go grab more schools. Then you get left with like the A Sun and WAC needing to create their leftover conference with their football teams and uh, yeah, yeah, different FCS realignment. But it's Just, all the SEC and Big. I, Big I love fault. the Big East now, but give me the old Big East back. Mm-hmm. Give me the old Big East. It was so good. It was. So it was good. so good. It was so good. Oh man, like the Big East tournament used to just be like one of the best conference tournaments yeah. to watch. Back, yeah, I mean, back when Pittsburgh was was really good at that point, Georgetown was really good at that point. Every mm-hmm. team, I, I still, I'm still not convinced that West Virginia is a Big Twelve school. Is that that still? I can't really still wrap my my brain around West Virginia being in the Big Twelve. It, it doesn't. It doesn't now. make sense I mean, to they, me. They they have to. It's got to be an annoying travel schedule. It just still doesn't make sense to me. Can't be super. In my fun. mind, they're a Big E school and an ACC school. I don't know. It just they don't feel like a Big Twelve school to me. Doesn't feel that way. Like the same as Nebraska being in the Big Ten. That doesn't yeah, make but, sense. I mean, it, you know, some good things die and other good things come, like the Big West. Yeah. Yeah. At least we have the Big West. At least we have them. 
UC Irvine's five and zero. UC Riverside's five and one. UCSB's four and one. Hawaii's four and one. UC Davis is three and two. And last year's champ, Cal State Fullerton, they're three and three. The Big West serves one purpose and one purpose only for me to be tempted to pick them as a fourteen seed every year in my bracket, and then them always lose. The the Big West serves two purposes. Okay, one uh, a ten o'clock basketball game to watch. Yes. Okay. Yeah, something to gamble on past ten o'clock on weeknights. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I'm more just I see UC Santa Barbara. I'm like, oh yeah, easy three fourteen upset, easy. Team called the Anteaters, UC Irvine. You're going through. That's what I see when I see a UC beside your college name. Good weekend, everybody. Stellar. Yeah, Stellar. Stellar weekend, I'd say. Sam, I can't complain. Got the Seawallow Golf Club hat on. Yeah, yeah. Repping uh, Tucson, Arizona. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't. It was just football weekend. Just sat on my couch and watched a lot of football. Classic wild card weekend. Found it to be a very boring weekend. I need that? an overtime game, so I'm hoping for tonight, Andy. <laughs> I mean, like, I really <laughs> no. enjoyed the football, but for some reason, like, I just found myself bored this weekend. I don't know. Well, first. Oh, we had a basketball game on we Saturday. We had a basketball game Saturday, and that basketball game made me really, really, really angry. So yeah. I just came mm-hmm. home. And then I went to sleep. Sam, did you go to that basketball game? I did. Okay, so we were all there. We, we were all. I saw Sam. All patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then I did just you not went, see me on the jumbo. No, neither of us did. Can't believe it. Yeah, when you sent that text, I can't believe it. What were you? I was on the jumbo. What were you doing? So I sat. Th- as it was Dancing. as soon as I sat down too. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I saw you dancing on the jumbotron, I don't think I would. Let that you would see be crazy. <laughs> um, so the one, it was a sold out game. The scene, it was a very cool crowd. Um, so it was it was tough getting in. There was a lot of traffic getting in, not going to lie. So it took took us a while. We, I literally walked in like right as they were finishing up the national anthem. Um, so right there at it. Um, as that was soon. Like 30 minutes early, and it was not hard to get in at all. Well, so it was you, hard. There from, must have been a late, late rush. From the direction I was at, it was tough getting in into old G10. Um, but we got in. Um, is as soon as I sat down, too. It was like literally two minutes. They had those little Chris Lofton posters things. Yeah. I had my Chris Lofton poster. I like held it up, and then they they threw me and uh, my buddy on on the jumbo immediately. And then right after they put Coach Heupel on the jumbo, and he got a lot more applause than I did. Dang, I saw Heupel <laughs> on the jumbo. Yeah, I was right. Before, I, I, I was remember seeing him right so before Heupel. So peak moment of of time there. Yeah, well, I was really angry and. I had a whole plan. I was going to go to this game, and we were going to beat Kentucky up real nice, and I was going to have a great day and maybe eat some good food and watch some college hoops. And Sorry, I couldn't help but laugh at just Jeremy Pruitt in a, in a mask standing six feet away from Dondi Plowman there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I was going to come home, have some drinks, and, like, watch football and watch college hoops and, and have a great day and have just a great day. And instead – that kind of ruined my day. I was just angry. <laughs> I got home, I, I don't know, at 3. Went to sleep until 5.30. Just out of pure anger. I took an oh. anger nap as well. I, yeah, yeah. Just, all it takes is one one sour Tennessee basketball loss for me to just not want to look at any more college basketball the rest did of the day. Not, yeah, I did not Isn't that crazy? another like, second of college basketball the rest of the weekend. I've been so into I it. Typically so I into watched it. watched roughly 16 hours of college basketball this weekend, and I watched zero instead. I know, yeah. So that's probably why it was 
boring because I wasn't watching my typical 16 hours of college hoops. I try to pretend when, when things like that happen, you know, like the South Carolina game, I pretend I just have to, like, pretend that it just didn't happen for the next 48 hours, so I just don't, you kind don't have to see the news the about it. Sport out. I don't want to see a lot of tweets about it. You know, you just kind of got to block it out. Then I just I woke up at, at 5 at 5.30. Playoffs were rolling along. Uh, the 49ers were actually in a tight game with the Seahawks when I woke up. I was yeah. confused. Went and watched the entire second half of that. And I just kind of sat there with the lights kind of off with a candle lit and just... <laughs> I, <laughs> that sounds sad. <laughs> it's really sad, yeah. And I just kind of watched football and I played some video games on the other TV and I was working on my Titans rebuild that I started where I took over from the end of the season and try to rebuild the off season. How's it working for you? It's going all right. It better not have Matt Nagy as our OC. I only went 10 and 7, so. <laughs> but the cap space is looking good now. Tom Brady's my quarterback too. Okay. I see like a picture every hour on Twitter of a, a different potential free agent in a Titans uniform. <laughs> and none, y'all just gonna none get everyone to sign that? Not one. <laughs> y'all gonna I get actually, all? I would not be upset about Matt Nagy, dude. I think sometimes people forget that like just because you were a bad coach doesn't mean he called plays in Chicago. Yeah, but it's, it's still entirely different. Like being a coordinator and a head coach, even if you are a head coach, it's hey, calling yeah. plays. Dan Quinn like, has people, been a very good coordinator for the Cowboys. People forget like, hey, these guys were doing something pretty damn good to get that head coaching spot in the first place. Like Matt Nagy was doing a pretty damn good job of being an Riding OC. Andy Reid's coattails. He was doing a great job of it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like. He was. I uh, won't watch Matt another Nagy, Titans game if like, Matt Nagy's a Titans. He was a double. I'll spin no, a wheel. I don't, I don't prefer. I'll him spin again. a wheel for a new NFL team. I want Todd Munkin. I'll spin a wheel for a new NFL team if Matt Nagy's. He was a team. double doink away from a playoff win. Mm. 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 Todd Munkin's not going to come to Tennessee. I want him. Todd why? Munkin's why would he ever do that? I don't know. He just really respects Mike Vrabel. I just want back-to-back championships. In, in professional football? <laughs> no. I don't know. I just want back-to-back championships as a coordinator for Georgia. I'm going to go be the same position for the Titans, who are maybe in a rebuild. The NFL, though. No, it's not that. Yeah, He's a, He might be a college guy. He might be a college you guy. You look, though, you could get an NFL head coaching job pretty quickly. Well, he could get a, co- he could get a head coaching job tomorrow if he wanted to. But you can get an NFL head coaching job with, like, one to two good Titan seasons. Like, that is one of the good things is, like, when the, when you, first of all, just in like general, Matt LaFleur. If, you have, if you just have a good season as, like, a coordinator, you're immediately on the coaching radar. But then also, when you're specifically, like, a Titans, like, when you're a coach under Mike Vrabel and when you're a coach for, like, a good team and you also have a successful season and people respect your head coach a lot and, then people will be like, oh, yeah. that's and, and especially then if you also follow up what was a really bad offensive season last year with a good one, yeah, people will be like, okay, this is a head coaching candidate. I mean, Wait. two of our last three offensive coordinators got hired away to be head coaches. What happened to the last one? The last one? Yeah. I mean, I, he's in Atlanta, like, doing a pretty all right job. Oh, I was talking about Todd Downing. Oh. He's not on the team anymore. He's fired. Uh, <laughs> He's would you want Would somewhere. you want Matt Lafleur back if he got fired? No, I had never liked Matt Lafleur as an offensive yeah, coordinator. I, I was he wasn't even. He didn't have good numbers. He really. like wasn't, he wasn't good. good. I was <laughs> very yeah. thankful that the Packers hired him. That was. Away. I remember that being like such a like. Huh. Like I remember being like, he's a head coaching candidate. All right, 
Oh, he got hired. All right. Now we can get someone who knows what they're doing. And he can go never actually look bad because he'll have Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback that will do all the work for him. It's a win-win. Is Aaron Rodgers This is we're so off topic. Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? No, he's coming. Is he going to go somewhere? He's coming to Nashville? Yes, sir. Okay. Who's his friend down there in Nashville? We're all friends. He's got, you know, he's got to have a buddy. No, I think he does. I mean, he has like property there. He's like working on building a house there currently too. He's building a house there. Yeah, he like loves Nashville. Okay. Uh, I think him and like there are multiple ex-Packers that live there that he played with too. Like who? Like I think Clay Matthews is there, if I'm not mistaken. That may be way off base, but like, I'm <laughs> fairly certain. Uh, I don't know about. That. Just all of them. Greg Jennings lives down there. <laughs> Donald Driver, yeah, Jordy Jennings, Nelson, Donald Driver. They actually, they, BJ they Raji. They're they bunking all, up in one of the penthouses. They all live on, there. Uh, in the they gulch. all live there. Yeah, but anyway, kind of a boring weekend, I guess. Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, the football. Yesterday, I just kind of did the same thing. Just watched football. Watched a couple movies this weekend. One of them was all right. One of them wasn't. Giving you take. Went for a drive. Man, so you yeah you you were a little bit upset about Saturday taking drives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yesterday yeah. morning, before like the the first playoff game started, I went to go uh, get something for lunch, and I didn't really know what I was gonna get. So then I drove over to where this food truck that I like was supposed to be open. It wasn't. It's mm. the third straight time, and they said they were gonna be open, and they weren't. I'm getting angry at them. <laughs> so then I just drove down Chapman Highway, and I just kept driving and kept driving. And then all of a sudden, I was just in Seymour. What? Yeah. That's a that's outrageous. Yeah, that's a drive. That's and outrageous. Then I, just, then I just sat down, and I ate in Seymour, and I came back, and I watched the playoffs. That's not bad, you know? It was interesting. It's just a, a good little Sunday morning with you and your thoughts in <laughs> Seymour. Yeah, in Seymour. I actually I like Seymour, it's Tennessee cool. a lot. Yeah, no, that's kind of cool. I, I would live there. Start a family there. Okay. Yeah. You learn something new every day. <laughs> did you learn that? Like, did you figure that out on the drive? No, no, I figured that out before. several drives to Seymour ago. Okay, actually, I have to drive to Seymour again. I got there yesterday, night like basketball. So uh, upset about the basketball game to ending up at Seymour, saying, "Hey, I could settle down. I could settle." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's it's. We've been talking for twenty minutes. We have to <laughs> we have to get the show started. Let's catch a break. Back here on the Blitz. I'm uh, making sure I get this wheel right right now. I know I owe two weeks of wheel spins <laughs> daily. That doesn't reset. But there's one slice in there that ends it, right? Yes. And then Sam's got to get to drinking. Yeah. Beer dogs daily. Oh. Yeah, those are going to suck. Oh, well, they're, I don't think they're very viable. Like, I think... I think you just gotta just try your best a few sips here and there, because it's just not very viable. I don't know. Really, yeah, I don't yeah, really we know didn't, how it's gonna be done. Yeah, the, the <laughs> science of the beer dog like was clearly a lot harder than. Yeah, I think was. I need maybe dogs. maybe we can trade in that beer dog for now a more current funny trend, because that um, was a yeah, very I, August thing to say. To, I can do that. Let's see. Well, I'm gonna read everything off though. Let's make sure I have everything. Okay. Deadly BLT, No Punishment, Mystery Smoothie, Hot Chip, Spray Tan, Learn a Language, No Punishment, Leg Wax, American Idol Tape, Shot Collar Trivia, Nightly NBA Game Report, Book Report, No Punishment, <laughs> Breakfast for a Week, Suit for a Week, Hot Sauce Roulette, No Punishment, TikTok, 
in the week in in the wheel. All right. Am I forgetting anything that we added along the way? Um, no. I mean, not that I can remember. The hot sauce was in there. The chip. It's in there. <laughs> I'd do like some some mystery BLTs for like a week or two, maybe. If it's not just having, <laughs> why why would you say that? Why would have, you just sign up for that? If it doesn't have the end hot sauce, yeah, on the it. hot sauce was tough. Um, it can get worse. Like <laughs> also, yeah. Let's the, to point out, Charlie is wearing a suit today. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. I'm wearing a suit today. Man in the suit. The start of of one every week, of of each day this week. I guess I'll go ahead and spin my wheel for the first time for the first day. For day one. This is crazy. What if it just ends today? I I wouldn't even be mad. That would be be unbelievable on your end. All right. The first wheel. Oh, this is so intimidating. There are 20, there are 20 things there. on this wheel. Man. We've got a lot to accomplish in the next month or so. I'm nervous. Um, <clears throat> We're kind of timing these up at a good time, though. Like, right when... when some sports are starting to to fall off a little bit. Yeah, Basketball, we're, we're losing uh, football. Football's the wheel is on the TV behind me. Oh, wait, you can't see that. Sam's on the TV Sam's behind me. In. Well, I'm spinning the wheel. Day one. A lot of options on there. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Breakfast. Oh, no. oh, wait, more suit for a week. Suit for a week. <laughs> more suits. <laughs> suit for a month. <laughs> Make it two weeks. You're wearing a suit next week. I'm wearing a suit next week, too. You're going to have to hit crown cleaners in between. <laughs> we were talking about how long you can wear a suit without washing it. I don't know if two weeks is going to be that good, Andy. I think that might, I think that might draw a line. <laughs> well, thankfully, he only has to wear it for two hours in the day. You can take it right off. <laughs> so, two weeks, two straight weeks. This is I... a good opportunity for you to really learn how to tie a tie. Yeah. You, if, what Charlie I... came in today with a tie that was not tied, just, just looped around. And as Sam is having to tie his tie for him. He doesn't even have it on right now. Oh, there it is. He did tie it for him. What do I do if I just get seven more suits for a week? <laughs> Are you going to become a suit you're, guy? You're going to got to become a suit guy, yeah. You just need to or nine more. Use this as an opportunity, not a punishment. <laughs> Can we spin the wheel again, like not as the next punishment, but just to see if you get suit for a week again? Yeah, we, that's, uh, <laughs> Can't do that. That's can't mess can't around with the, the wheel. wheel. No, you can't do that. All right. Well, uh, let's send it right back into break, and then we'll talk about the playoffs on the other side. So, you- all right, I'm back. Got my suit tied. Looking good. Let's hit it. Sharp on a Monday. The uh, the NFL playoffs rolling along. Pretty solid weekend, all things considered. I mean, you had a. Uh, What really, out of the one, two, three, four, five, <clears throat> five games, you had like four and a half good ones. I mean, the Forty yeah. uh, ers and Seahawks got out of hand. And, I'd and, say four <clears throat> because the first half of the Jaguars and Chargers was not entertaining. It was the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's when, a good call. So four. You I, added I found up the first half of the Jags Chargers to be very entertaining. Personally, <laughs> I did not. I was not pleased. <laughs> Well, not pleased. I was I, just screaming at my TV saying, there's no way the Titans could be playing this bad in this game. Oh, man, that was such a uh, thrilling game for several reasons. Just the fact that everyone had to go back and resend their tweets from two hours prior at the end of that game. <laughs> just, like, go back and all those, like, freezing cold take 
Twitter accounts that are like, oh, this is what y'all said in the first half. And a lot of them in, <laughs> on my feed were like, man, the Titans could have done so much better in this game. Titans would have would have done better in that first half. Yeah. Maybe second not half, better, but... Maybe, maybe not second, second half. Second half, who knows? Those weren't too kind to us this year, but... It would have been a much more boring brand of football play. Yeah, I mean, it would have been it would have been like a 17-13 to 13 game. Mm-hmm. Fair could, enough. We could have delivered. Fair enough. Y'all probably would have scored quicker than the Jags did. Eh. I, and, quicker, and honestly, but also less. We can go into this game further, but this is not as much of a... Oh man, the Jags! Great team, great win. More as so as like the Chargers, man. Like they just blew it. I want to start though. Significantly blew it. I want to start with the Seahawks 49ers. Okay. Brock Purdy in his in a playoff debut, shaky first half. I think people were like, "Oh, this actually looks like a guy that was drafted with the last pick of the seventh yeah. round." Maybe things do get a little bit different in the playoffs, but then. I mean, he got right back to doing what he's been doing in the second half. He finished the day with uh, four touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, over 300 yards passing. Uh, shout out Debo Samuel, though, for a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he was dropping back there and just dropping dots all over the field. He did a really good job of taking what was given to him and getting the ball in the hands of people that make plays. But at this point, you know, a 41-23 win – what more does Brock Purdy like need to do to 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 be the starting quarterback next year? Like can he, uh, can he earn that? Yeah, in the no, he could definitely earn that. I think is if you get to the Super Bowl, you might have a chance to be that. Un- unless you know they don't have an ulterior motive with another quarterback out there. Like if you know Shanahan doesn't want to go out and get like Aaron Rodgers or Tom right. Brady like or is, something is, like is that. Is Trey Lance about to be available? You think? And Maybe and like, what's the market for trade? I think we're at least going to have a quarterback battle this off season if they don't go out and get a free agent guy. Um, and that's crazy to think they dra- they went up and drafted Trey Lance and and now they're they're <laughs> Mister Irrelevant might be their starter. I think personally that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, and I think that if they're if they do win the Super Bowl, then Brock Purdy. Then how can you not? Yeah, yeah how how can you? You're starting you have to. Uh, the, my thing is. I think Brock Purdy is very poised. I think he's very confident for a guy who was picked last in the draft. And I think the fact that he's come in and done what he's done is is super impressive for a guy who is a rookie and you know wasn't expected to do this at all. So I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is, is this or that. I'm saying it's been very impressive. But also I think the offense that uh, Kyle Shanahan has created here in San Francisco and the weapons that are around Brock Purdy – it sets a lot of guys up to be very successful. So, one, I do think Brock Purdy has walked into a gold mine situation in where you've got Debo Samuel, you've got Kittle, you've got McCaffrey, you've got uh, Ayuk, you've got Jawan Jennings, you got Elijah Mitchell, you've got you know a good, a decent offensive line. Um, I think you've walked into a great situation. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the, a, a great offensive mind as well. So that doesn't hurt as well that you can you just have so many options and. Not to say Brock Purdy hasn't deserved all the praise he's he's getting because he he does deserve a lot because he has been extremely poised, but I think a lot of guys would be successful in this situation. I'm trying to think like who could be a team that goes out and tries to acquire Trey Lance? Like I it needs to be a team with draft capital. The first team that kind of comes to mind would be the Seahawks, but then you immediately nix that because it's in division. Like They're not going to trade Trey Lance within the NFC West. I, it, I doubt they're even going to trade him within the NFC. I got I, one for you. 
What if he heads to Miami over to the Dolphins <clears throat> and reunites with Mike McDaniel? They're still on Tua, though. I don't know if they're going to be on Tua after this year. You don't think? No. But I Mike just, McDaniel loves loves Tua. I mean, I think he has to love Tua. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm in the boat that Tua might should consider stepping away after all these concussions. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the boat I'm in. Too. That's I mean, kind I of that's the boat like I'm in. The, I think that if you're the Dolphins, like, you have to be thinking about, okay, do I really, how many more eggs do I want to put in the basket of this mediocre quarterback who. But has Trey can't Lance proved healthy? himself? No, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily I don't think, think is Trey, Trey Lance, Lance good. Either. I just don't yeah, think do we too. know? Trey Lance has played, like, what, like 20 football games in his career? Like, yeah, I mean, he's played, that. like, what, like 50 NFL snaps, maybe? Yeah. How do, why are we. Why? Yeah, I just or, don't. I just don't know why yeah, Trey Lance is still considered like that guy. You know, he hasn't. I mean, I understand he's got raw talent. I mean, you can. Can you still get a first rounder for Trey Lance? But the 49ers are in a spot. Yeah, like they clearly can win Super Bowls now. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know one if Brock Purdy does go far and win a Super Bowl. Then yeah, they're gonna stick with them. If he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after a veteran quarterback and just say like, hey, we're in the position where we could win Super Bowls. Every year for the next five years, if we if we keep this this group together and have a decent quarterback, they are winning with Jimmy Garoppolo. They almost won a right. Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't need. That's why it was so confusing when they you know got Trey Lance and were like, we're gonna use this project quarterback who didn't play a lot in college, and we're gonna develop because they I guess they thought at this point he would be there to be that guy, but obviously the injury setbacks doesn't help. Right. I mean. Like I, I kind of get the 49ers being like, look, it's so hard to continuously win with, without an elite quarterback when everyone has one. They were doing it, but it's just like, man, why don't we just go get our quarterback too? I don't know. I mean, it still felt weird. Obviously, people within the 49ers organization were – I mean, they won't tell you publicly, but they were pretty split on whether they even wanted to draft Trey Lance in the first place, I believe. Um, as for the Seahawks – I don't know, like, what's their offseason about to look like? Are they... They stick with Geno? Is there any... I mean, do you consider sticking with Geno at this point? I, I know that coming into the year, it was kind of like, okay, let's throw Geno out there and let's try our best and and collect our draft picks and get our quarterback in the offseason and, and build for the future. But now, all of a sudden, you just want a playoff game. Or not? I mean, went to a playoff to game. Playoff. You you got to the playoffs. All of a sudden, you have a guy that played really well for you pretty much all season long in Geno Smith. You have a rookie class that looks to be a foundation moving forward. But you still have guys like Quandre Diggs and and Jamal Adams will be coming back. I believe he still has more years left on his contract. You know, you have guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf still. Yeah, my like, is there a part of the Seahawks that are like, what if we just use all this capital to continue to shore up the roster and yeah. run it back with Gino instead? Well, my thoughts is uh, maybe this is not the year they take a quarterback. Uh, I think clearly that you know Gino is not going to be their future for the next long term years. Clearly, um, just with where he's at in age and you know what they want to accomplish. I think Gino did fantastic this year. Could be the comeback player of the year. Um, but and, and I think that's a guy they can rely on maybe for the next two years even if, if if he feels confident in that role now and they feel confident in him and they're competing. So yeah, I think maybe they use their picks this year on maybe like a Jalen Carter. You got a top five pick, right? Are they number five? They're five. Yeah, they're five. 
Also, how often though? Like take a take a good defensive player. They need they need a little bit of improvements getting to the quarterback. If you just got to the playoffs though, your team's you know you're already showing right that there. you can get to a playoff game. Like you have the fifth pick. Like you might not have that top pick now for the rest of for the next couple of years. True. Like, maybe if there's a quarterback that slips, like you go and let him sit under a year. Like you pull. Yeah, I, Mahomes, I, I Alex think Smith you, can, you evaluate your guys. I, yeah, evaluate I mean, I, I your quarterbacks. And I think if there's gotta, one that you like, then do it. But if not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's kind of pretty fluid right now with the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, again, it's you can't go wrong. Like you said, it's it's you know it's. If there's a guy at five that you feel like I like this guy, then you go get him. I mean, if you if you scout quarterbacks, if you're a team that maybe needs a quarterback in the future, and, and you find a guy that you fall in love with, you get him. You know, you don't ask questions; you just get him. So, you know, maybe God forbid the Seahawks fall in love with like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, and then they're there at five. Maybe C.J. Stroud doesn't get picked in the first four, and they really like C.J. Stroud. And at that point, maybe yeah, you snag him at five. But kind of like what you were saying, Andy, I don't know. I also feel like the Seahawks can take another year, continue to sure up the roster around that quarterback position, you know, continue to add more. Because you just had a great draft class, continue to add more, just fill out the rest of the roster. And then Geno Smith still playing serviceably enough to, like, put you in the playoff conversation again next year. And then, yeah, following next season, you can get that quarterback that's now all of a sudden potentially being placed on a on a roster that is like a playoff-caliber roster. As for the nightcap, Jags-Chargers, you kind of said it. The, the Chargers, well, they... They blew it. They choked. I mean, yeah, you know, shout-out to Trevor Lawrence, I guess, for having the four interceptions, mental though. toughness to, like, bounce back. From throwing four interceptions, but we're not gonna act like like Trevor Lawrence went out there and was you know some special player in the playoffs either. He threw four interceptions. Yeah, no, it wasn't his best game, and um, but they still won. So I I think good for 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 him and Jaguars fans that that's not gonna be the last last taste you get of Trevor Lawrence going into the offseason. You'll have a, a better chance to play better. Uh, next week, who they got? They got the the Chiefs now. Yeah, they got the Chiefs. So, yeah, you can't play that way against the Chiefs and expect to come back. But again, I my, my opinion is it was definitely the Chargers who lost that game more than it was the Jaguars. I mean, credit yeah, credit the Jaguars for being able to come back. Like that's not easy, but the Chargers, man, like it, they just, it just shouldn't have been that way. Where uh. Break down the blame percentages for me. Uh, okay. Um, Add it up to 100, obviously. I think the blame percentages, it's hard because I think it's, uh, I don't know if there's like, it's like there's so many things you can put the blame on. I think it's clearly uh, Brandon Staley gets a lot of the blame um, for the play calling, but also it's the personnel they have kind of inhibits them from calling plays any different so maybe like the ownership or the gm whoever that is the guys who, i i put some of the blame even on i don't know yeah just i want to say austin eckler but it might not even be his fault because it's like you get to a point where you're up 27 nothing and you're not running the ball as much Austin Eckler isn't a back where you are giving him 20-plus carries up the middle of the game. That's that's kind of like not what he's suited for. He, he's good at at 
you know, catching screens out in the flats and, and doing all that and getting a few carries here and there. But the Chargers have never been a team that's going to pound the ball, especially like when they're up and, and they don't have the weapons out wide at the moment to where, you know, you're able to, you know, play it, play it safe or, or go deep. I, I feel like they just, I don't know. A lot of people are putting the blame on Justin Herbert. Sure, maybe you can put I'd put maybe some of the blame on Herbert, but I just don't think he really had this the uh the play calls. They were trying to do a lot of like, you know, little ten yard passes even when they were up twenty seven to nothing because he I don't know. It's just they I feel like Eckler isn't the back to where you're you're gonna give him the ball thirty plus times a game and, and, and take the clock down. So I don't know who the blame directly goes to. I'd say a lot of it's gonna be Brandon Staley and I think he'll probably be on the hot seat for the next few weeks? Do you think he gets fired? I don't know. Made the playoffs, but blowing a lead like that is really hard to come back from. Um, very sour in the taste of the fans, and I'm sure the the management as well. But also, I think it a lot of blame towards Justin Herbert probably isn't warranted, in my opinion. It's complex. I, I mean, it's complex. I think since you just didn't do it, didn't didn't want to do what I asked. I, I, it's so hard to... Well, I'll, I'll give you some numbers. 60% of the blame, I think, falls on Brandon Staley. Um, I mean, just poor decision after poor decision sometimes for him. Like, first of all, don't kick a field goal when you're that close to the end zone to make a, a three-possession game a three-possession game. <laughs> like, I, I don't like that ever. Second of all, run the football more. And if Austin Eckler can't do it, put someone else in that can Mm-hmm. Um, don't force all your starters to play the entirety of the game against the Broncos, maybe. I don't know. Like, I've never been a huge, like, sit-the-starters guy, but but clearly, like, they reached a point in that game where they should have pulled their starters. If you had Mike Williams, you probably won a football game. Yeah. You, the Chargers this year were 8-2 and two when they had Mike Williams. How many yeah. games did they win? 10? Yeah. They, when 10 they don't have seven, Mike Williams, they so don't they have went, that deep threat at all. They 2-5 without him? They don't have a deep threat at all without Mike Williams. No, I mean you have even with Mike Williams, like he doesn't have the he speed to get past. Fly down the field, he just kind of they just mosses they just find people. A way. Like they just kind of find a way to. He's you know, just Justin mossing Herbert people. Makes it, buys enough time and he throws it downfield to like a perfect window. But like they, yeah, they they have an offense that is entirely built for the checkdown. Because and, and for a seven have, to ten yard pass, right? Because they just don't have the outside receivers to like get down the field fast enough for that offensive line to consistently hold up. And, and when you're up twenty seven to nothing and you can't do anything but throw seven yard passes, you're going to give the other team still a lot, a lot yeah. of chances. Uh, yeah, they know what you're doing, and they also know that you're doing the thing that can stop the clock if they stop yeah. what you're doing. Yes, but uh, I would put twenty five percent of the blame. Uh, I mean, not well. Sixty percent of the blame goes to uh, Brandon again, Staley. Brandon Staley, and then twenty-five percent of the blame for me goes to Chargers GM Tom Telesco. Yeah, I had to Google who the GM. We're we're was. in we're in the same boat here. I said mostly Brandon Staley, then some of the management, and a very little. And then fifteen percent of the blame to me goes to Justin. Herbert. Yeah, a little to Justin. Like Herbert. I understand that Justin Herbert has kind of had some things stacked against him with coaching, with personnel at times, but at the same time, like. You still have Keenan Allen. You still have Austin Eckler. You're still the like talented quarterback that you are, Justin Herbert, and and you're supposed to drive winning. Like you were yeah. supposed to overcome. And I don't know if Justin Herbert does enough overcoming. Yeah. Like that's maybe my biggest gripe with him is that like we want to put him up 
on the same pedestal as some of the other elite quarterbacks, like the top tier, the yeah, one, like one tier of quarterbacks. A top five quarterback. And you see the talent. Like, you see him throw a football, and you see him drop his arm and throw from, like, a low-hip arm slot to throw around or a blitzer, and, like, you see him scramble and drop a perfect back shoulder dime 55 yards down the field, and you go, whoa. But then at the same time, like, there there comes a point where, yes, even though your situation isn't always great, if you're one of those 1-1, one, one, that top tier, you know, that, that elite small select group of quarterbacks like you have to overcome some of these things and you have to also like be a driving force for yeah. winning and we, i don't know if we've seen that from justin herbert yet we, we we've seen the talent but can he win games like he does he have that winner in him and that's what separates a lot of the good quarterbacks from the bat like tom brady recently hasn't been the most physically gifted but he still he still can win games he's got that winner in him pat mahomes has both so it's unfair. And I think that's like <laughs> that's the hardest part of quarterbacks that we evaluate like to evaluate sometimes. And I think that, that also that aspect of quarterback evaluation is kind of like, like attitude kind of lost a little leadership. Bit. Like it's kind of been lost a little bit as we get more and more into the uh, you know analytical age <clears> and more and more into like the I want a guy that's 6 foot 3 and throws of all 70 yards Look. and we'll teach him the rest kind of age. I feel like you do sometimes lose the fact that like there is an unmeasurable aspect to quarterbacking that you're looking for, and it is just kind of that drive, that that just the mentality that, like, I hate losing more than I like winning. The competitive, yeah. like, I will, I will refuse to lose. Like, I will do anything it takes to win this football game, and I will lead, and, like, I will inspire. Like, I feel like we've kind of lost that, and as much as I hate to say what I'm about to say, like, Stetson Bennett, for example, is a great, I think, example of someone that just is a winner. Like, he just has that edge. Doesn't have. Yeah, he played with a great roster. We're not going to pretend like he didn't. but Doesn't have the talent of some guys necessarily, but he's a good player. And, yeah, he wants to win games, and he did. Like, they're just, there are, it's, again, it's immeasurable. Like, it doesn't show up. Well, you know, I was going to give him a, uh, he was going to be a four-star, but he earned his fifth star when we, when we measured his, intangibles at, at you know the Michigan camp like that's not you know it's not going to show up in your spark score but it's it's an aspect of quarterbacking that's a necessity as well um, interesting Saturday though pretty interesting Saturday all things considered and it led into it was a pretty fun Sunday too um, kind of want to talk about like the Bills Dolphins and and Vikings Giants in conjunction with each other want to talk about those two quarterbacks so we won't go <laughs> we won't go opening drive to start hour two there's too much too yeah, much going we'll, on we'll just continue talking playoffs uh last night's game before we wrap up hour one though Bengals ravens i thought the Bengals were going to win the super bowl i thought they were going to beat the 49ers in the super bowl i don't think they're going to make it past round number two i, I have my super bowl pick now and it's not the Bengals or the Ravens. Well, clearly not the Ravens anymore. Yeah, it's out. not the Ravens. <laughs> I hope. Clearly not the Ravens. Um, and, I, th- I mean, I think last night, unless the offensive line gets healthy, which I don't think uh, – I don't want to, you know, play doctor. Jonah Williams, like, doesn't look like the kind of guy that's going to play. Again, I don't know if we've gotten any official word on his injury, but just given the, the nature of it, given the way that he was, like, helped the locker room, doesn't really feel like you're just going to be able to roll him back out there. Jackson Carmen tried his best, but – wasn't great. Did not hold up spectacular. And and that, to me, just 
if the Bengals' offensive line kind of resorts back to what it was last year in the playoffs, or even you know potentially even worse, like I just don't think you can make another mar- you don't have another miracle run in you. Last year the offensive line was terrible, but Evan McPherson had uh, the 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 best kicking leg in postseason history, and like the defense made the most timely turnovers possible, and Sam you know, everything kind of worked out. Did you think there was a block in the back on that play? Yeah, there was. Yeah, I didn't have a problem <laughs> yeah. with not calling it, but there was. I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, but the Ravens uh, last night, pro- I mean, they were the better team. The Bengals were lucky to win a playoff game last night, and and that shouldn't happen when you're playing a Ravens no. team that doesn't have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So like, no. Now you're gonna have to go into Buffalo next week and and win a football game again. If that offensive line is healthy, I maybe. Yeah, they spend a lot of money on their offensive line after looking at last year's playoffs, and then they get to the playoffs this year, and all of those guys are hurt. Yeah, I mean, just a tough break. I kind of thought that the Bengals were going to just be this team that was like, hey, big middle finger to the NFL. We are getting screwed in all of this. It's us against the world, and we're going to go win a Super Bowl. Like, kind of team. You know, just because, let's be honest, the Bill, I mean, the Bengals are getting screwed in all of this. You know, I, I, again, I think it's like it, someone was just going to have to, to some extent, because there were more important things other than football going on with DeMar Hamlin and his safety, but it was the Bengals that got the short straw. You know, they were in a position where, I, I mean, they were favorites against the Bills and already started the game strong. You win that game, you're the two seed. So we get Bengals and Bills next week. Yeah, but it's in Buffalo. Yeah. And, like, if if you're the Bengals and you're, think, you're thinking, if I would have won that, that Monday night game, well, I'd be the two seed. I'd be getting a home playoff game. Now you're making me travel to Buffalo. How is it fair that – the Chiefs and Bills, if they meet in the they get a neutral site. they get a neutral yeah. site. But the seeding of our game was also directly affected by the outcome of that game. And and it's just too bad. Like we have to go to Buffalo. I'd be livid if I were the if I were the Bengals this week. Because again, I I mean, I, I you know, it's it's hard to truly yeah. say, but I think they would have won that Monday night game. Might I mean, be uh, I, harder again, for the Bills favorites. to win a a uh, home playoff game than we thought. Could be. I mean, Bills you're going to get good? a battle of two teams that at, like look should be sub-par. so good on paper and really are not playing great. They football They look right subpar. Now. Both the both Bills, of them, both the Bills and the Bengals aren't playing great football right now. Bengals, Bengals, lucky to escape last night. They they really were. Uh, and if you're the Ravens, I don't know. It's going to be a very, very, very interesting offseason. It's already began to an extent. They locked up Roquan this week, but very, very interesting. Uh, before we wrap up the hour, just quick yes or no. Is Lamar Jackson a Raven next year? No. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna also. But say, I think I think they pay him too much money. I'm gonna also say no. Maybe he's a Dolphin. Maybe I don't know. That would be the Dolphins that, just won everyone. I mean, he gets to return to South. Florida. Trey Lance and Lamar return signs to the South Dolph- Florida <laughs> to play in like pro- probably the best offense possible for <clears> him <throat> with two elite receivers. That would be scary. Tyree that would be Kill, one of the Jaylen only teams Waddle, that like be worth Lamar Jackson him. is the fastest trio on planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild for sure. Hour one done. Hour two <laughs> on deck. Stay with us on the Blitz.